This is C. And this is D. And this is Swinging Down Under. Welcome to a uh, what we expect to be a pretty snapshot, a little quick little uh, podcast here today. We're actually answering some of the listener questions we have received uh, recently on Twitter and on email. Yeah, so we're hoping we can keep it short, but we'll just see how much C decides to flap her gums on the way through as to whether this gum's a long one or not. I don't flap gums. I, I ramble and go on tangents. Good point. Sorry, gum flapping is... Speaking of which, has anyone watched Garfield lately? You know, I really find that cat in the stripes to be quite interesting. He loves pizza. Tangent. Lasagna, actually. Damn it. At least Damn if it. you're going to go off I on tangent. I thought I was being so clever because I've actually never seen Garfield. <laughs> At least if you're going off on tangent, make sure that your tangent's appropriate. Make sure you know the subject matter. Yeah. Yep. Good idea. Okay, so we're going to... Um, do some answers to some questions first from um, one of our followers on Twitter, actually. On Twitter there, Wine and Fun Times. Yeah, so we've we've been chatting with those guys a little bit on Twitter and they decided to ask us some questions or give us some um, questions that they think that they'd like to know and um, they think maybe the rest of you guys would like, like hmm. to know. So, And they're from the land down under. They are, yes, they are. Apparently so, they like going down under as well. Oh, well, I mean, how many times do you think in um, Australian podcasts has that been used? I'm going to say a lot. In Australian podcasts? In Australian Really podcasts. narrowing the uh, the field down there, so I'm going to say not many. Just by sheer podcast volume. Okay. Well, I think there's a lot of podcasts down in Australia. I'm not saying they're all swinger podcasts. So you're thinking that a podcast maybe about aeronautical engineering? They talk about wow. This going is down again. Under. You're on a tangent. You don't, uh-huh. and you're, you're digging the hole too deep. Good. So this one they've titled it "The Sexy Swinging Six, and they've said it's six questions that might um, help listeners to get us to know us a little better. Yeah. First question. What's your favourite position? I think this will actually help us get to know each other a little better as well because we haven't answered all of these questions to oh, each other. We haven't other. even properly read them at, at this point. So Yeah. Read so, them. So, what was the first one? <laughs> What's your favourite position? So uh, I actually asked this this morning yeah, randomly. Yeah. Um, and I think there's actually two answers to this. And it's favourite position. Now, let's establish it's favourite position between us, we're assuming. Go favourite position between us and then go favourite position maybe in a group we swinging just setting. We d- totally doubled the length of this podcast. It's gone from 30 minutes to like an hour. Yeah, because people are really not used to that at all. Yeah, good point. Mm. Favourite position. So, uh, favourite position for me, um, so for making love, it is missionary. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, because it's got you've got good... You've got good um, eye contact, that sort of thing. Good connection. Yeah, that's that's what I like about it for making love. For fucking, it's doggy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if it was a swinger setting? Why don't I do that? Well, no, because I want to know yours as well. So, mm-hmm. it's, so it's doggy, but it would probably be doggy with also then the female sucking the penis of another man. But I thought about one this morning. Go. Okay, so... You're behind me. Yeah. I'm, I'm down going down on some girl. Mm-hmm. Another girl is sitting on her face, mm-hmm. and the girl that's sitting on her face is sucking somebody else's dick. Yeah, we've got a. You've got an odd number of people there, though. Hey, maybe there's a unicorn in the room. Yeah, yeah, okay. Who hey, are you we have, to deny? No, no, no. Hey, look. I mean, if you're going, you're now talking like orgy situation. Yeah, I was just saying, that sounds like a pretty interesting it position. It is, it does sound the very interesting. The thing is that I was thinking about it, though, you'd need some mirror positioning because if that was happening, say, for example, you were the girl that was sitting on someone's face and sucking somebody's cock, 
you really don't have a lot of visual stimulation happening. A lot for me. I feel like there's a, yeah, there's a lot. I think I'm doing all right. Yeah. And also the guy at the other end. I'm at the end of the worm. And the other guy. Yeah, that's the only downside in my vision. Oh, nonsense. <laughs> um, but otherwise, I'd agree with your other positions. Oh, wow. You're just gonna, like, seriously, you're just going to like, agree I don't with like the, I don't like the term doggy, though. Why not? I don't know. What Sounds do, a bit what, bogan. So what, what, what's your preference? What do you want to call um, it? I don't know. Taking me from behind. I Taking the dog for a walk? No. No, not good? That's how you take your dog for a walk? Sometimes. Depends how bad the dog's So been. thankful we don't have a dog. <laughs> Um, no, I don't know. I just don't like the term, but it kind of bothers me. Really? Yeah. Wow. I should probably stop using that then. You know what? It probably does depend on who's saying it and the accent of the person saying it. So for me, I'm like an Australian says it. I'm like, that's bogan. Bogan is uh, the Australianism for redneck for people out there. And for British, it'd be like a shav. Hey, hey. Wow. Swinging around the world. (sighs) Question two. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> How old were you when you had your first threesome or swinging experience? That's an easy one to ask. Easy one to answer, rather. I was 29. You were 29? Mm-hmm. First, th- well, actually, well, I was, th- that puts me at 39 as well. First threesome. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Or swinging experience. Yeah. Okay. All right. I've got a question there to throw in that I don't know anybody's ever asked us as well. This is just an additional, it's a side question. It's a side plot question. Mm-hmm. Virginity loss. <laughs> this is going to freak some people out yeah. out there in the podcast society. Uh-huh. I think there's going to be jaws dropping yeah. all over the place Probably. because I'm young, but you're very young. Well, it's, hey, let's not pre, there's no preamble to this. Answer the question. What, what's your age? Mm-hmm. I was 13. You were 13. Yeah. Okay. I was 13 when I lost my virginity with penetrative sex. Yeah. I was a little younger than that. You are right. I lost my virginity for oral a little bit earlier, though. Yeah. I'm not sure that that counts as a virginity, does it? Good question. I don't think so. I, I don't. Personally, I don't think so. I think... Well, that, but that's just my opinion. And, you know, opinions are like... I'm sure people will People have their respond. own opinions, yeah. Yes. Um, my... My first time was when I was... Penetrative sex First with penetrative hard on. sex with a hard-on was at seven years old. Let's just say I had a very, very naughty 12-year-old next-door neighbour, female, mm-hmm. who, um, who took me under her wing. All of the parents out there right now are freaking the fuck out. It didn't damage me, though. No, it's but not parents like I'm live broken. in this... I, I find even... Um, you know, my my sister has children and I found out when I was talking to her about, you know, when you're having the conversation about sex with the children and she was like, oh, they're only 13 and 14. And I was like, yeah, do you remember when you were 13 and 14? And she went, oh, holy shit. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, it, it happens younger. I don't know. But interestingly enough, so we live in Singapore and just for everybody out there, the average um, virginity loss here in Singapore is 23 years old. Yep. And typically to your um, wife yep. or husband. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite toy? Well, this is unfair. You only have one. So maybe you can answer like what's your favorite toy f- that we would use maybe. My favorite toy has become very quickly since the last um, encounter we had the double dildo. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that thing's fucking awesome. We do need to buy one of I those. I want like two of those. Ooh. <gasps> 
Oh, now there's an interesting question. I wonder if anyone's done that. Oh, dildo, double dildo, D- and then a strap-on. No, D-V-V... D-V... Double dildo, oh. double D-D, double dildo, vaginal penetration? No, maybe? double so- dildo, vaginal, anal penetration. So, double, double dildo, two dildos, two double-ended dildos, Yeah. vaginal and anal at the same time with the double-ended dildos. Uh, oh, so it's not really like and then, DVP. i got to say, and then I'm throwing in two Hitachis. It's more just... <laughs> I mean, no one's getting off on that. I I, I don't know. There's way too much happening. No, there. that's. I think people would lose it. I think there'd be people who'd lose their shit. Okay, but not literally. I well, mean. I was going to say. <laughs> thank you for clarifying. Maybe. maybe I mean, uh, good. Moving on. So, my favorite toy. No, I don't, let's not move on. That's we are like, moving that, on. That's my favorite toy All right, thing. Fine. Was not a great idea. If anyone has ever. Ever. Has anybody done that? I really want done to know that. that. that or even is... what I'm actually, what I was, where I was going with that, I was thinking more double-ended dildo, but then somebody had a strap on and was... Oh, yeah, even more interesting. Having anal sex. Man, that's some fucking logistic, operational sort of... You'd need a logistics manager for that. You'd need somebody off to the side. Uh, I'm sure there'd be a few, going like, no, no, few people on, up in, a little, interested in kind of standing by and saying, wait, no, yep. Yeah. You'd have yep. to put reversing beepers on people and stuff. I don't be, think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite toy. Actually, it's interesting because I just want to... Hitachi. Oh, yeah, well, sorry. it is a Hitachi. Sorry, did I just... Did you just cough Hitachi? Did I just cough Hitachi? <laughs> um, I actually used Dee's toy on him recently for the first time. Yeah. And um, what is it, a flip top? That's not a... No, you're thinking of the old Colgate ads. <laughs> the flip top head. What is it? A, it's a flip. It's a f- um, flip. It's a flip. That's what okay. it's called. A flip. That was pretty interesting, using a toy on you, for, because you were always obviously using them on me, and I'm always using them on myself, and we're using them a lot in play, but to use a man's toy is pretty new for me, and I was really excited about that. Boys' toys are a lot more work, though. Mm. There's a lot more. There's pre-work. There's clean-up work. There's drying. You can't just dry them with a towel. You know, like there's a lot more work involved in the boys' toy. We should buy you another toy. We should go looking online. Okay, let's. Let's. Well, I mean, you're threatening to do it, so yeah, sounds good. Okay. Uh, what's something our listeners would be surprised to hear about you? Huh? What do you think they would be surprised to hear about you? Shit. Uh, a lot of things. <laughs> Oh, that's a very good question. I'm not sure. I You've I, written a book? Oh, yeah. I'm a published author. That'd be one of them. You're a pilot? No, they know that. Do they? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, um, published author. Write a book. Actually, we should do this for each what other. About, so I'm what just about, thinking. Yeah, I mean, but what about... Okay, so I think people tune into this not to hear about the fact that I've written a book. They tune in to hear about some, you know, something a little more sexy. Okay. So what would they be interested to hear about you? Mm, good question. <laughs> Crickets. Do you want to circle back? Yeah, let's come back to that one. That's a tough one. Thank you for that, guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we probably should have. Uh, uh, there's a bit of a bit of information for next time around. Let's this next read one's the pretty easy. First. Yeah. What's your favorite icebreaker game? Now, for us, it's our card games. So yeah. Sexisfun.net. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. There's there's a few. There's four games on there. I think. Um, of varying. Oh no, sorry. There are four games, but two of them are really geared just for couples, like for. Mm-hmm. Um, keeping the spice in a monogamous couple relationship, and then there's two others that we have that are not for that are for a more open environment. However, 
one of those is pretty hardcore. It's pretty hardcore from the from the get go. You've got to have played with people before. Yeah, like we would use those now if we were back, maybe having a bit of fun with PNS in Sydney. You reckon? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't think we'd need it. I'm just fantasizing about it. Yeah. Okay. I figured you might be. <laughs> just take a moment. <laughs> All that good sex available in Sydney. So many orgasms. Yeah. Ah, They're not the only ones either. Keep that in mind. (laughs) Okay. What's a sexual experience that you haven't tried that you'd like to try next? Oh, that's sorry. I'm going to let you answer that one. I know that one's for you. What? Is um, double penetration. What? what? Of you? Yeah. But how can that be my sexual experience? Because that's what you want to try. No, but that's what I want you to try. (laughs) I th- okay, so what do you want to try? I'd like to be one of the P's in the penetration of you. That was That's my next thing that I'd like to try. So exactly what I just no, said. No, it isn't because you said... Oh, I, there are so many people out there listening on, right now there just are saying... Two, there could be two two guys in the room who are nothing to do with me who, who double penetrate you. You see. What? Are you are you're the logistics manager. Yeah, I'm logistics. I've got the beeper on your ass. Beep, beep, beep. When you're reversing in and okay. I've got two hands craning the things in. Yeah, like this is... This Sexual experience that I want to try. You know what? It's I, I, I've really... I've been listening to a lot of our friends lately have parties with multiple groups of people and I kind of... And going to clubs and, you know, sexy Halloween parties and I kind of miss the idea of having a few sexy people in a room together and just everybody enjoying each other. So you mean a, a gangbang orgy style thing where you know the people beforehand? Yeah, I was going to say, you need to clarify that because some of them are just like, hi, we're here for the gangbang. Yeah. And no, there's no. a guy like twirling his mustache in the corner, smoking out of a pipe. Yeah, no. With a velvet jacket on. I mean, you've just described, described James Bond with a moustache. No, he's old. Like he, He's got like sagging skin and I don't know. Wow, uh, I'm not sure where to go from there. The mustache man. Oh, the mustache man. Yeah. What's wrong with being old? No, this guy. This guy's like a creepy old smoking pipe mustache man. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you probably should give that descriptor up front. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Now you're saying that. So what earlier. I would like, my experience that I would like to try is more about like if we've got a really good connection with multiple couples and just having a really fun time. Yeah, so uh, uh, gangbang, but with people you know. There needs to be another name for that. I know, that's what I was thinking. Like, surely there's another name. Or a. Let's research. Copious coupleus. Ooh. Eroticus. (laughs) Copious coupleus eroticus. That's what I'm calling it from now on. (laughs) Right, that. Trademark. Oh, uh, that's not worth trademarking. Nobody's ever going to say that more than once. It's too big. CC. Say it drunk 10 times. CCE. There you go. Hey, what's something um, the listeners would be surprised to hear about me? We forgot to answer that for me. What do you think? She wears glasses. Well. Well, nobody's seen the top of your head. (laughs) (laughs) Every photo we give them is. Wait, I got a more surprising one. I have a head. Yeah. And a forehead. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the forehead's normally attached to said head. Maybe not. Maybe I'm one of those like short forehead people. It's still a forehead attached mm. to a head. I mean, your tangents tonight are really... They're, they're sort of more acute angles than true tangents. A++. <laughs> um, 
I still don't have anything that would surprise people, I don't think. I think I've been pretty open with the cast. Mm, mm. Trying to think. Probably the only thing that I could say is that I have played with men in the past. That would probably be about the only thing that would surprise people. How often? Uh, when you were uh, younger, obviously. Oh, when I was younger. Also, not when we first started in the in the um, lifestyle as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I mean, I'm. I still consider myself straight. It's just that the there's been men along the way that I've found interesting. So circumstantial. Circumstantial, circ- very circumstantial, very uh, and very uh, individually biased, but. Again, I still consider myself straight. I, mean, I know there's it? people out there that would say if you've been with a man, you're not straight. Well, just really depends on how you define yourself. You know, I'm not going to uh, assign myself something that other people that think you I don't should believe be. Is the right terminology when I believe that I am straight. Well, here's the point: everybody would want to put a label on something. Yeah, and exactly. I think that who. You know, whatever we decide we are is the label that we place on ourselves and therefore nobody can really place a label on us. Agreed. So, um, for me, I mean, I think that, I mean, the the journey is so interesting that there's just so many things that I I think that even you find out about yourself that you had no no idea about. I don't know. I, I don't really know where to go with that. Yeah, well, I mean, you didn't really answer the question. No, I don't because I have no idea. Okay. So there's nothing about you that would surprise people. Seriously, glasses. That would surprise people. Blue eyes. That's another one. She, blue eyes. See, so he's got blue eyes. Mm. Ears. <laughs> we need to think about something and circle back. Yeah. It's pretty full on. Oh, but, here's something. Oh, what do you got? Oh, this is a bit of a surprise, maybe. Right. Well, it may, may or may not be a surprise. I have boobs. You do have boobs. Uh huh. I have had my boobs enhanced. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I was just—I didn't want to say it. You were, oh, you were to jiggling. Say it. You were jiggling your body, and I was like, "I was oh, jiggling." I wasn't. Jigg- that is a. That is a. That is a boob jiggle. That is a boob jiggle. Okay, for everyone who can't see, he's got his hands in little Cupped. cups, and he's in front of his chest, going up, down, up, down, up, down. Alternately. Yeah. Now again, I ask for any correction from anyone out there if you believe that's not a boob jiggle. <laughs> I think they do agree. Okay. Um, so that was from Wine Fun Times on Twitter. Wine Thanks and for Fun Times. Thank you, guys. Very good question. Sorry that that was a little sort of all over the place because well, well we're real and we like to give real yeah um, experiences, but also kind of real. Um, you know, when you first hear something and then your reaction mm. is whatever it is. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you don't get much more real than that. Mm-mm. No. So let's move on. Moving on. On Twitter again, so it's a couple that follow us um, from the United States called Sexy Married Secrets. Yes. And they've just followed us fairly recently, actually, and um, I know that they've been connecting with a few different podcasts because they are looking to join the lifestyle and, uh, you know, researching like like we all did, researching and trying to figure out and find your feed and decide what you'd like and yeah. how, to, how to begin and where to go. So. so if anybody's looking for some newbies to pounce... that is so evil but i love it (laughs) yeah it is evil but go get them fellas and fellets oh god okay so a asked um how how do you balance or compartmentalize religion 
Or how do you balance the vanilla with the other side of the lifestyle? Yeah, I, I, th- I don't think that we're, we're certainly not the people, well, I'm certainly not the person when it comes to religion to answer that question. No. Um, because, so talk about how do you balance the lifestyle then? Yeah, okay. So the lifestyle for us is, I mean, when we first came in, and if you if you listen to some of our earlier podcasts, we we were a bit surprised that people called it a lifestyle because we always thought that it'd just be a little bit of fun on the side, you know, to enhance our relationship or to enhance our sex life. And the term lifestyle kind of would make you assume that it is a massive, massive part of who you are as a person and yeah. a part of your everyday life. Exactly. And one of the things that we did find on the way through is that it does become a lifestyle. It becomes part of your everyday conversations because there's there's really no secrets anymore between C and I. So we get to talk about things that we wouldn't have ever talked about in the past. Um, additionally, it is something that we're regularly engaged in, either meeting new couples or catching up with old couples or uh, old couples, that doesn't sound right, but catching up with old friends who are now couples looking for single males, you know, all sorts of things to try and um, keep the uh, keep that, rotation going Mm -hmm. you know especially for us we've had to rebuild now in singapore so you know we're re re re-meeting a whole lot of people so that's so i think the balancing part really comes down to i mean this this weekend's a perfect example yep we have not done anything lifestyle this weekend well we're currently podcasting beside that (laughs) but we answer some emails Beside that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I mean, we haven't been involved in anything. Ever gone on any dates. We haven't gone on any dates. We haven't... Um, well, we've spoken We've spoken to some friends in the US, but you've got to remember... We that took a weekend for us. Yeah, but the thing is, I think the people you meet along the way become... Well, certainly for us, become friends first. Um, yeah. Uh, swing partners second. And you know what? This This is a good time to talk about the fact that there are different kinds of people in the lifestyle. So... For us, you know, a big part of the lifestyle is is being that sociosexual swinger, whereby we we really enjoy, you know, intelligent um, and friendly people as well as sexy and sexy sexual minds. people. Sexy minds before sexy bodies. So if we if we find people that we enjoy, you know, engaging with these people is not necessarily anything lifestyle. It's just that it's we have some really open, great friendships. Um, in terms of the religious uh, question, I mean, we're not overly religious uh, well, people. We're not, yeah, we're not. I would say we're very... And, we're very... And, we might be a little bit spiritual, but we're not... Yeah, not even highly that, that way to be... In, to, I mean, I'm, a, I'm a, um, a student of science, so a science and engineering. So for me, I, I can't answer that question well. However... Yes. We do know somebody who can answer that question yep. well. So here's what I was going to say. Anyone out there who maybe is, is um, you know, thinking about grappling. joining the lifestyle or, yeah, grappling, grappling with Grappling between lifestyle and religion. And swinging and marriage and swinging, you know, head over to our friends, um, the Joneses, and they're on Twitter or their website and they're called We Got A Thing. So W-E-G-O-T-T-A. T-H-I-N-G. So we got a thing. Um, they're religious and they, they actually have a, a podcast episode that they talk about religion and um, and it's great for that as a resource. Yeah, it was um, even for me. I uh, When we originally found out that the uh, Mr. and Mrs. Jones were uh, quite religious, we, oh, well, certainly I was interested in how they balanced or, or rationalized that. 
in their own minds. And I think their podcast does a really good job of explaining how they did that. I mean, certainly for me, even after, even for me being not a religious individual, hearing that conversation that they had, I thought, wow, okay, now I understand how the, how it's been rationalised for them. They do a great job of talking so. just about the fact that they are committed to each other, they love each other, they're life partners, and this is just something that enhances their relationship. And they really do a good job of talking that through. So just talking that point through, yeah. yeah. So and that's the the podcast episode in question. Actually, is the um, podcast that is um, with this ring, I the swing. swing. So yeah. check that one out. Yeah, it's a good cast. Um, even if you're not uh, religious, but you you're interested in how people balance this, well, I you think may have it's, a play partner who yeah, is that way. Yeah, but so. it's a good way to um, it's a good way to understand understand it. Given that, especially if you don't have a religious upbringing. Uh, it, it's a good, it, it helps you understand how to interact with other people as well, which is great. So, anyway, um, we probably should move on to the to the next question, which is, uh, what were your experiences before the lifestyle? Sexual experiences. Mm. Hmm. I'm uh, going to say sexual. Yes. Yeah. So I um, actually, hey, this might be something that people um, are shocked to hear about. Go. I don't know. Um, I, I I had very I would say very few partners. Yeah. Previous. Yeah, I think we both did actually. If you really look pre-lifestyle, I mean, I'm okay. No wait, you need to break up partners versus versus sexual partners because you had slept with a number of quite a number of people. No, my numbers are still pretty average. You think they're still pretty lo- yeah, average? Low. They're pretty low. I mean, I was. I think what what was I? Seven. We worked out. Yeah, you were seven. Seven guys that you've slept with. Yeah. In the lifestyles, oh, sorry, previous Pre-lifestyle. to the lifestyle. So, was there any non guys? Yep, I had had an experience with um, a, a lady who um, was a friend and uh, originally was was bisexual, but then leaned a little bit towards more being um, being a, a, a lesbian. lesbian yeah. And um, yeah, I had some experience with her younger on, yeah, um, earlier on. But I mean. I think that's probably a, an interesting one because kind of for some people, if they have been very sexually active, going from maybe being extremely sexually active to being then open and having new experiences, they're more not used to it, but they kind of, it's a progression for them. I think this touches on an important point as well, an important subject that I think we're going to do a cast on in the future. I think a lot of people have this belief that everybody in the lifestyle in their home life is sexual having, maniacs is having sex every minute of every day now certainly there are people who fit into that category but there are people who don't as well there's there's people who are there's people out there we've met who have sex once a week once a month together hmm. but have a lot more sexual experiences than that a, day. a lot more sexual experiences than that with swinging partners so keep that in mind don't think just because if your if your sexual relationship at home is appropriate, and I use the word appropriate because you're both happy reasonably with happy with it, and there's always some compromise on both sides, then your sex then your sex life is is what we would consider good. I don't care whether you're doing it ten times a day, or or once every fortnight month. If you guys are happy with that, then that is a good sexual relationship. If you choose to then extend on that by going to going into swinging, then so be it, you know. And that might might mean that you have sex twenty times in a month, because or twenty times in a day because you're having sex with other people as well. Now that's that's you know a, a totally different conversation, I think. 
No, I think it is. It's important to mention because there are um, almost expectations on on the people in the lifestyle, and every and again, it comes back to that label. I mean, the beautiful thing about joining the lifestyle and being in this community is that everyone is so different. What they want, how they go about it. It is a true cross section of it's just every, every the, the normal community. Every person just just enjoying and accepting everybody else for what it is that they would like. Yeah, so, I mean, my experiences before the lifestyle, um, I sat down and I did work it out once. Um, I think it was around 36 ladies mm-hmm. from memory, pre-lifestyle. Um, so, not a great deal. Um, 36 ladies, one guy played with, pre-lifestyle. Um, that's, But that was it for me. Uh, there wasn't... You know, I started very early, as we discussed before, yeah. but there was also a big break between between my first experience and then, well, my my first experience was an ongoing experience for probably a year, but then the break between there and then the next part of my sexual life was, you know, I think I was probably 13 or 14 before the next time I had sex. Can so there's I, a big gap. Can I maybe ask then, I mean, not just about sexual experience in terms of numbers, because that's yeah. really what we've yeah, yeah, focused yeah. on, but... What about sexual experience in, in activity, so oral, um, you know, anal sex, you know, experiencing with toys, experiencing with light bondage or heavy bondage, whatever. I mean, what about that? What would you say has been the difference pre and post lifestyle in terms of that exploring sexuality I, in general? I Porn, th- for example. Well, I think I think certainly for me, I, I had been involved in many of the things that you discussed um, incl- I mean, all, all all aspects, so anal, vaginal, oral, um, sex, and all of the other things that come up with, that come along with that, I suppose. Um, I had been involved in all of those pre-lifestyle. Okay. But there, there's a difference. I have to say there's a difference pre and post lifestyle in terms of what, um, in terms of what you... You really take away from those experiences, like what? Well, I just think that in in lifestyle stuff, if you're involved with an, another lady, then you learn a new way or something different, or you le- hopefully learn how to. Especially if you've been with them a few times, you learn how to how to expand your offering to your partner. Okay. So certainly, you know, I may have experienced everything up until then, and I'm and I may have thought that I was quite good in bed in all aspects of being in bed however i've learnt a, a huge amount more since being involved in the lifestyle in terms of what people like what they don't like mm-hmm. what you what i would never have even tried with you that has been taught to me during a, a sexual adventure in the lifestyle yeah that's a good point i guess it experience it opens up the experiences within your own relationship sometimes as well yeah yeah so what about you um, I would say actually that I had a fairly um, normal, I mean, I, I can't really think of a, a good word for it, but in terms of my sexual experience, like, yes, I... Standard. Standard. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I tried oral. Yes, I tried vaginal. A little bit of anal, but not much. Yep. Um And I tend to enjoy that. Um, mm. So, but again, you know, some, some partners didn't. I mean, my previous partner did not like anal at all. So... 
Yes, I've tried them, but, you know, were they common? Probably not. But had I tried anything else, like light BDSM or anything like that? Absolutely mm. not. Yeah, actually. Not at all. Didn't go into that. Um, BD, BDSM, mm, never, never really been exposed to that either until the lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, and which is an eye-opener, I think, for you. Yeah, yeah. Because you would never have known that it was something you're interested in. Actually, and just even being open with yourself and being open with others in terms of what you would like. I mean, you know... I grew up in a, a family where sex was a dirty word, so you couldn't experience and you shouldn't have well, there's, experienced there's pleasure something. or sex. Actually, yeah, there's something you guys probably wouldn't know about me. I didn't own my first skirt until I was 18. Um, so and, there you are. anything you anything you wore that was above knee, you had to wear um, like an undergarment. Yeah, with, yeah. like a full length full length uh, boy shorts underneath. So yeah. Um, so yeah, so. Having, I guess, that bit of a delay and and not being able to understand that you can express what you want and it's okay and sex is not dirty and, you know, yes, tell somebody what they're not doing correctly or they could do better, you know, that's fine and people are accepted. They're not going to run screaming from the hills or get angry at you. You know, that was a big deal for me. Yeah, and I think that's probably – we've probably led in somewhat into the the next question, which is actually how did we learn our desires early on in the lifestyle – and I think the only way we learnt them was, well, trial two, and error. Yeah, twofold. I think we we certainly discussed things that we enjoyed with each other, but also um, things came up when we were playing with other people. Opportunities. Opportunities arose. Um, you talk about it. Like, you look on porn. Yeah. I mean, how do you how do you know what you like? Well, sometimes you've got to do a bit of research and you've got to talk it through and say, hey, how would... Sometimes you get it fucking wrong. <laughs> you get it wrong. <laughs> hey, how would you feel about if I bought a strap-on and did some pegging? You know, I mean, yeah. until you talk about it or experience it, you really don't know what your reaction is going to be to it. Exactly. And you may choose to do something and you decide, look, gave it a go, not for us, fine. Yeah. Or you may actually do something and go, wow, I had absolutely no idea that I enjoy being spanked. Mm-hmm. And... So much the better. I mean, your life is more fulfilled, potentially. Your sexual life is more fulfilled because of it. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, uh, unfortunately, it really does come down to trial and error. Um, And can I say, when you do those trials and errors, uh, certainly the error side, there's going to be occasions where you overextend your boundaries and perhaps need to have a a discussion with each other that is somewhat uh, brisk. Let's, Let's use that. Because we, I mean, certainly along our route as well we've had some oh god does anybody actually know that that's an australian term for having sex out there yeah i'm sure it is one of the worst if i ever hear anyone say like (laughs) yeah mate had a root on the weekend yeah that's somebody saying had sex it's the most disgusting australian term one of the most i love rooting you oh so bad can you say it in a really australian accent hey go had a good route on the weekend, say it. Had a fantastic route on the weekend. What was that? That was I don't like know. British. I don't do Australian accent. I'm an Australian. This is my fucking Australian accent. All right. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, the next one, the next one along is from, oh, sorry, it's from T, who's... A's partner. A's from- partner. Ma- uh, sorry, is that Mr. T? That's Mr. T. All right. He just got himself a name. Mr. T, that is now your name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The day after, how do you handle the fact that you've had sex with somebody else? Is there residual guilt or jealousy? I'm going to actually, can I just wind back the clock a little bit here to the first single male experience we had? Mm -hmm. 
the reason I'm bringing that one up in particular is that is the one and the only time that the next morning you've been a little bit like a deer in the headlights. The yeah. only time in yeah. the last two years that you've mm-hmm. had any kind of emotion towards, wow, what, what happened? What have I done? Actually, is the, is the, is the phrase that I used in, in my own mind. Um, so, yeah, nicely, nicely fended off from you, by the way. We'll come back to you. Oh, I can come back to me. I've got a good one too. Yeah. So certainly for me, how do, you, how do I handle the, handle the fact that I've had sex with somebody else? Well, for starters, one, one of the things we've learned along the way is we would never progress in any sexual experience without a full, un, full and aware understanding of the fact that my partner, C, is happy for me to do that. So straight away, it gives you at least some confidence in the fact that you're not doing something that's going to jeopardize your relationship right yeah we do little verbal check-ins we do non-verbal i, I mentioned i think on one of the recent podcasts about your look yeah hey give me the, like the little eyebrow raise and the well, kind of i just want to check you're okay you know you're checking in with me and yeah. you're like i'm about to potentially enter someone how are you okay how are we feeling and i'm like give you the little you uh, either give me the 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 kangaroo nod. in the headlights which is don't do that or um, and I'm using Australianisms. Uh, kangaroos freeze in headlights of cars. So, or um, C gives me the nod, which is just a, again a non-verbal way of saying "go ahead." You know, I'd yeah, enjoy, I'm fine I'd enjoy it. watching that. Yep. Yeah. So um, that's the, that's the start of it for us. Is that we um, and we've actually picked up something as well from you know, the, the podcast we mentioned the earlier, and the Joneses are going to get a few plugs tonight. A recent podcast, they mentioned the fact that they um, always check in before even heading to an event to find out what is the top end that you're comfortable with this evening. Mm-hmm. You know, is it... Like a pre-briefing. Yeah. Is it is it uh, the fact that there'll be sexy conversation at a dinner table, you'll share drinks and a meal and then go home? Is it that you're happy for there to be DP come end of night? Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that, I mean, it's, it's obviously a varying scale, but um, so certainly we've taken that on board and we, we use that, we've used that a couple of times now. The first time round, it was a little, um, like I think it is most of the time when you try new things, it was a little shaky and that we didn't truly communicate well. We're getting better at communicating that pre-brief now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the key other thing for me is the debrief. Mm-hmm. The key other thing, so, is actually being able to sit with somebody, and it may not be a long conversation, it may be not a, a full throws, but it might just be, hey, did you have fun tonight? Yeah. And that's what did you like? What's your key takeaway? What did you like? What you didn't like? Typically, the question I ask you, and I don't know whether you've even realized that, is did you have fun tonight? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your flip out that you were going to talk about that you've completely glazed over and forgot. Uh, people can just go back to podcast <laughs> right. 15 or whatever it is. I, yeah, no, it's not so earlier than that. It's like 10. How but. do you deal with having sex with somebody? Um, it was a, a pretty big deal for me the first time. Um, actually, during our swinging, swinging journey, Dee actually had um, a penetrative sex with another woman the first time and, and I didn't do anything with a man that night. And um, later then I'd had... Um, penetrative sex with a guy. Mm. Um, depending on the circumstances, I mean, we 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 really try not to, you know, take one for the team or force anything that we're not comfortable with. 
Um, and so for us, I mean, having that next morning debrief or, you know, the thought the next morning after you wake up, we don't have really that, oh, my God, what did we do? Mm. Um, you know, we tend not to have that because we do all of these these checks and balances either before or during. Um, there was only well, one time. Before and during. We, yeah. we have to do the both. There's only one time when I, I felt like I'd pushed it too far beyond what I was interested in. And, you know, we had a catch-up about that and we talk about it and, and we, we then do everything in our power not to let that circumstance happen again. Yeah. Yeah, For ex- I mean, <clears throat> C is typically not great at saying no in a situation. So uh, if that's the case, then it becomes me who has to do that. And that's fine. I don't mind that bur- that burden being passed to me. But you have to have some way, a mutual understanding of the fact that that's the case and that that burden needs to be passed across. There was one time, because they've, they've mentioned here, is there any residual guilt or jealousy? Now, there was one time when I had a moment when we got home and I I was jealous I because I... I felt like you had, like I'd looked over and you were pulling all of the exact moves that you use on me. Mm, I remember that. And I had that was m- very early on. That was early and yeah. very early. And we were kind of still finding our feet. And in fact, actually, that night's one of the ones where we've agreed that we shouldn't have progressed to where we'd progressed no. to because it wasn't right. We weren't, you know. We weren't in the right headspace. No. And there were some things happening earlier in the evening that we weren't, we didn't feel good about. So... We shouldn't have done that night, but that was an interesting one because I was particularly jealous and I said to you, like, you were fucking her. The same way. The way that you fucked me. And he's like, that's uh, my move. What do like, you want what? me to do? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, what uh, What do you think? I'm a sex god here? You think I've got different moves like, for every girl I've oh, ever Oh, hey, been here's with? my repertoire tea. You know, I, yeah. Completely ridiculous and illogical, but in my head, I'm like, I looked over and you were fucking that girl the same way you fucked me. And I was jealous. Yeah. But I, I think you will f- probably find very, probably nearly, I don't think you'll ever see me making love to a girl the same way I make love to you. You don't think? No. You don't think? No, I know you won't. But you, know, <laughs> you, know what I, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's a... I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your chance to pull the piss. Oh, God. So, yeah, you were extraordinarily jealous about that. And we had a, a, a fairly, again, a brisk conversation about that the next day. But it it all worked out, right? We got through it. Yeah, and, and you know what? A few things happen about that. If you, Even if you have this, this moment where you're jealous, what I have learned now, and again, I guess it comes out, it comes with also speaking my mind with what I want in the bedroom, but what I've also learned is that it's okay to have these conversations. Yeah. If... If we walked into a party and I thought you were being overly flirtatious with a woman and I had a moment of like, shit, she is tall, slender, sexy, intelligent, like this woman is just amazing and I felt this just little twinge of jealousy, I feel confident enough in our, myself and our relationship to come over to you and say, hey, right or wrongly, I'm feeling a little bit jealous about the flirtatious nature of your conversation and can you rein it back in a little? Yeah, absolutely. And and as we are doing this with each other and for each other, uh, my first reaction to that would be to do exactly what you've asked of me. Yeah, you would say, of course, and you would also then talk to me about, like, why are you feeling this way? What am I, is it something I'm doing? Is it something that you're not feeling very confident tonight? You know, how can you help me get over that hurdle? And yeah. later, we may actually 
have sex with that woman. Yeah. It's just that at that moment, I'm feeling a bit self-conscious. Yeah, a bit left jealous. out or whatever. Whatever, whatever it, it is. is. Yeah. So that's another key thing. You know, don't just stand back at a party or whatever and just let that happen. I mean, talk to your partner. Can I say as well, in the lifestyle, and certainly for the newbies out there, a lot of people don't understand this. The ladies are in control. They really are. The ladies are in control. They have the ability to start a party and stop a party because um, they're the ones who, who, who have to feel the most comfortable and sexy for sex to occur. So if they're not feeling comfortable and sexy and uh, feeling good in their relationship, then it's, it's generally not going to happen. So it's up to the guys of each of the relationships to make sure they're doing the right thing by their partner. Otherwise, it's just going to be a whole lot of people standing on one side of the room and a whole lot of people standing on the other side of the room like it was in high school dances, hmm. you know? So I think it's important that you that, that ladies do speak their mind. And I think society has probably done a pretty good job of training ladies to to, to not speak their mind when it comes to sex. So... You know, break, break the mold or jealousy. Break the mold, ladies. Get out yeah, of there. Yeah, I have to say that's the case. I mean, we, we joke and we always say, oh, you know, God, she's sexy. And I'll say, yeah, I want to set her on fire. And no. that's my way of saying. You, you, you don't ever say you want to set her on fire. I don't say I want to set her on fire. But no. I'm like, no, she's like an ugly gap tooth Yeah, yeah she's woman. gap tooth. But that's yeah. me joke. That's our little inside joke. But what we've come to understand, if I see a woman and I'm instantly like, God, damn it, yeah. she's so attractive, then that's actually a good thing. Yeah, which is the... Which the, is one of the problems. So, and the reason I corrected C on the setting people on fire, you know, we've had a few things come from the police about stabbing people. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, of course, but she is not a violent person no. at all. But it's a, it's, a, it's a term of endearment. It means that you are smoking hot yeah. and I'm a little bit intimidated. Yeah, which is not a bad thing all the time. Um, so for me, residual guilt or jealousy... Uh, there was a jealousy event, which, which again, you know, if you go back through our back catalogue, you'll hear about the, our first single guy. Um, I think the title of the podcast is actually the first single guy, and I think it's about podcast number eleven from oh, memory. I have no idea. So, um, if you want to hear about that, then please go back, have a listen. It's um, it's kind of eye opening in terms of what was the other one? Guilt, jealousy, guilt. No oh, yeah. guilt. I, I don't think I've ever really felt guilty have you ever felt guilty yeah we've covered jealousy but i don't think i've ever really felt guilty i i have because it took a lot for me to actually say and even now i mean well with the single guys in particular you know i said i i said in one of my previous podcasts that you know i I have to remember that i have your okay to stop no or to, to, continue. to continue. Oh, really? Okay. You know, because sometimes I'm like, should I be doing this? I mean, this is not, you know, what people intended. This is not the mold for having a relationship. You know, yeah, I, I do go through moments of feeling like I'm doing the wrong thing. Mm. Again, is, that well-trained mold yeah, of what relationships should look absolutely. like. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it uh, interesting? Should that mold have been different from when we were younger, we would have probably had a lot more interesting life. Whether whether it was set more sexually evolved or not, it doesn't matter. It would have been more interesting. Well, the next one's an interesting question. It's how do we ensure confidentiality? <laughs> this is big for me. This is huge for me. Um, for those of you who maybe don't know, we are here and we are here for, for my – we move for my role. Yeah, everyone knows this. If 
any if people were to find out about the lifestyle, I would I would lose my job. I would lose my job. We'd lose our income. We would be then sent back to Australia. And, and then also, my and then my ass groove in the couch would need to be like <laughs> you know reworn again. Um, in Singapore, the laws are pretty strict too, so we may even be. Ah uh, no, I mean you're probably you're probably playing Singapore's laws up there. It has to be adultery for it to be a problem. Um, consenting adults is not a problem. So, Correct. Yeah. But if we had sex with another couple and one of the other p- people said we were not consenting, that's adultery and we're well, in no, trouble. Well, no, that's rape. That's a whole different ball game. Good job. Awesome. <laughs> that's a very different ball game. So, so yeah. How do we ensure it, though? We, we You learn. Well, yeah. You I learn, mean, you meet people that you find... For starters, we rely on you guys to tell us every time Dee forgets to cut our names out of the podcast. <laughs> Thank you and big thumbs up for everyone who's. That was wine and fun it. times again. Actually, they told yeah. us recently. Yeah, you you learn when you when you read profiles when you start talking to people. You know, listen to your gut. Yeah, your gut feelings on someone or something is is how how you need to just take that first step. So certainly, you know, you've got to get to the point where you exchange names. I mean, even with us, with our aliases of C and D, at some point we have to exchange names with people, right? And, and it's only polite that that's fairly early in the conversation because not a lot can be gleaned from a name provided you don't give them a whole lot of other things. So, you know, we, we just try to keep... I've got to say, a lot of people keep your Facebook profiles phone numbers, things like that locked down because that's how people find people. From what from what we've found, you know, if you've got an open profile on Facebook, somebody knows your name, they happen to get your phone number, even if it's your first name, it makes it very easy to find out who, who you are. So just be smart about it. Lock down your Facebook profile so that only the people you care about can see it. Make sure the phone number is in your Facebook profile is absolutely locked out so mm. nobody can see it. You know, there's no reason that anybody should need to should need to see your phone number on your, Facebook, your mobile. No phone reason whatsoever, or Instagram, or whatever, or any of those. So make sure that's all locked out because the easiest, most traceable way to find somebody is their name and their phone number. First name, phone number makes it very simple. Second is your um, first name and your industry or job or company and the city that you live in. If you have those three things, yeah, it makes oh. it it makes it somewhat easy to to track. Yeah. But, um, you know, so I, I, I would never, ever say to anyone, don't give somebody a real first name. I don't think that – I personally, I find that somewhat insulting. It is insulting. I know once people, you've been talking to people. Yeah, once you've been talking to people. I know people who've done it. We've been – we've played we've seen with it people here. who've done it as well. And we've seen it here, yeah. Um, but, you know, it does have to get to a point where you start trusting your community. And the lifestyle community is a pretty tight-knit community and we do – tend to look out for our own in general. Yeah. Uh, we haven't we haven't had anyone attempt to out us. I mean, we, we heard a story a little while ago on Twitter from an Australian couple that they had someone attempt to out them. But mm. again, I mean, the bulk of the people in the lifestyle are very lovely, yeah. you know, interesting and exciting and fun people that wouldn't really want to. And keep in mind. Everyone's got something to lose, right? Yeah, absolutely. Keep in mind, if they're in the lifestyle, then they're in the lifestyle. Or even better than that, even if they're a family member, if they if they find your details after you know, even for us, if my family one of my family members found out what C and I do, 
Um, I would simply say, well, obviously you're involved, you're interested or involved in this lifestyle mm-hmm. already, you know. So it it does add um, an amount of security just in the fact that people have to go, they have to go looking. Yeah, you know, you, you're not just going to stumble across C and I online. It's no. you have to go looking for us, and even with our details, it's still not going to be an easy mission. No, not at all, because we do have those security settings Absolutely. set pretty tight. Um, this is an interesting one. I want you to answer this one. Go. How much does being in the lifestyle cost us financially? Oh, this is a good question. I know, right? I read it and I was like, oh, Jesus. Okay, so if we just maybe break it down into like a date. Yeah, looking memberships, yeah, okay. you know, that's so, and then carry on to okay. yeah, international sure. travel. <laughs> Typically, in dates, um, most people in the lifestyle, I think, reasonably aware that it's a split bill scenario. If you go out and meet somebody, and if somebody pays for you or you pay for them, it's generally a swings and roundabout scenario. So the expectation would be, hey, you know, we we bought you guys a drink. Um, and a, and a meal next time around, you would do the same for us, right? But in saying that, you're still looking at, um, you know, in Australia, it's around a hundred dollars for the night for us as a couple. Minimum, minimum. I'd minimum. say more like two fifty for for you and I. That's if it's that's if it's a play night. If we're talking a date night, even still with the drinks and maybe some nibbles. No. 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 Okay. No, you're crazy. Well, we did stop doing no, you're dinners. Talking, hang on, you're ta- I'm talking about out dinners. Yeah, no, that's what I'm talking about. Like like if we go to a pub and we order a couple of bottles of wine, some cocktails, it's going to be minimum 200 bucks. Yes, you're probably right. It's probably about 100 bucks each. Yeah, okay. So I stand corrected. C is right. I am wrong. Um, So that's each, probably about 200 bucks. It's probably roughly the same sort of money here in Singapore we've found. US, it's just a scale on the... Realistically, I think you could scale most of this stuff just purely by the... the, um, uh, the exchange rate. We we tend to not go out to dinners anymore too. When we first started the lifestyle, we were going out to dinners with people. Now, what we've the reason we don't do that is because it really does commit you. First, especially first time, I, I'm really I'm taking it back to first time. We go to dinners well, obviously with people that we've played with and met before, but first time dates, dinners, they're they're more formal. They're locking you down potentially to a seated atmosphere rather than a stool or standing up, so you've got less ability to move around. But also, you're there for an hour, hour and a half minimum, and the cost is higher. So you're aiming for drinks first time around. Typically, we have drinks first Casual time Casual drinks in a yep. nice bar, yep. somewhere where you can still talk. And then be honest, if we do like them after that, then generally we'll invite them to dinner and drinks at our house. Mm-hmm. Mainly because it's a... Um, place to play if you want to go well, down that pathway. If you want to, but I mean, we've also not done that as mm-hmm. well. It's just a more comfortable environment. Um, the the drinks are more free flowing. We have we our enjoy taste. hosting. We enjoy hosting. We have our toast, our tastes in wine, in our or or in scotch or whatever our drink of choice is in our cupboard. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's, there's no need for us to go um, hunting that anywhere else. We do enjoy going out, but. It's um it's nice to be at home as well. Memberships to dating websites um is another cost that you need to consider and I I, re- I really would just if you're going to be on multiple sites commit to a membership with one site and yeah. then maybe be a guest in other sites. Don't have two and three and four memberships that you are on where you're paying a premium per month or annually. Yeah. That's my view. Well, typically I think we've found generally with the exception of possibly Asia <laughs> 
there's typically one dominant site mm-hmm. that looks after your area and it may be state based it may be even smaller than that it may just be you know a city based site that is actually dominant in that area so that that's something to keep in mind make sure don't don't go for the very first site you trip over Make sure yeah, you have a look a around. And there are there are some very good sites that do have some national and international um, uh, conversations, you know, and people. But we've found very much that they're localized, mm. and, and it's a it's a real downfall with that, with this industry actually with the with the swinging um, industry. I think. And if you do invite people over, I would say don't be afraid to ask them to bring something. Yeah. You know, you don't have to expect that you're going to be fronting 100% of the alcohol for the night because it can get quite expensive. Yeah. You know, maybe just say like, hey, can you guys bring a bottle of wine and some whatever? Yeah. So I'm, I'm saying uh, if you're out, if you're having a date out, it's a couple of hundred, dinner and drinks is a couple of hundred dollars. If it's just drinks, you're looking at a hundred dollars. At home, you're probably looking at around a hundred ish dollars mm-hmm. for dinner and drinks. You've got a club as well. I mean, if you go to a club, then you've got the club fee. Yeah. But you know, a lot of the time it's BYO drinks, so that can be a great way to yeah. meet new people, even if you just have a conversation and it's a but reasonably club, cheap night. Uh, the club f- club fees can vary by country, by state, by mm-hmm. you know location. City location, sure. So anything from you know, we've been the cheapest we've been to was thirty dollars, uh, which is. I think like pod- that's a house. That was a house. That was party. a house party, which we will never go back to. That yeah. house, um, and then the top end we've ever paid is two hundred and fifty. I think mm-hmm. um, we have been to a party that was more than that. I think it was three fifty, mm-hmm. but we were invited as guests, mm-hmm. so we didn't actually have to pay, pay that. the fee. We didn't sure. have to cover that. So um, it really depends on where you go. Um, what I can say is, though, find a good club in your area. Uh, Clubs sound very scary, but I actually feel they're the safest environment. And I don't mean safest as in you won't, you know, nobody will try and pounce you. I mean, there's just, there's a multitude of people. It's the easiest place where you can say, hey, look, we're done for the night. We're we're out of here, you know. uh, You just talk to people. We're very social people, so. And you get to meet New like oh, newbies. I hate and, talking about yeah. going to clubs because we have none here. It makes yeah. me so sad. Thank you, OSS, for spoiling <laughs> us. Um, okay, so the other thing is that, you know, if you do then decide to take this further and go on holidays or vacations, Ooh, sexual yeah. vacations, <laughs> lifestyle vacations, for us, I mean, in Asia, we're so close to other places, sometimes we'll just even, uh, you know, skip over to another country to go on a date. So, look, you can do it within your own financial limits. Um and always, if you're going to think about going on some of those um, vacations or lifestyle events, just plan in advance. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got to treat it as a holiday. You just treat it smart. You know, you book your hotels in advance, you book your flights in advance, you take advantage of some savings or sales that might be going on. Yeah, use your points. I mean, but we, I mean, yeah, trips to trips to the US. You know, we've done. We did Desire. We did uh, Mexico. Sorry, Desire, Riviera Maya, and we also did. Not in New Orleans, all at the same time. Now that was probably not the smartest way to do it. However, the flight costs for us from Australia, because we're in Australia then, are quite high. So, and also the time lost. You know, we lose twenty four hours each way, basically in flying. It, it 
makes it almost a requirement that you're going to have to do something a bit more than one of those locations. So you may have a holiday leading up to it, then a then a swinging holiday. Do your research, um, look for sales. Yeah, and if you've got any questions, send us a message because, I mean, I enjoy booking travel and what I do is actually I look for – things that throw in additional things. Like if you've got, you know, a hotel that then throws in a free transfer, we yeah. save money on the transfer. Yeah. So, yeah. But, and so, that's if you want to go down that path. Yeah. But uh, the international stuff um, can be hideously expensive only because of the travel distance from mm-hmm. Asia or from, um, from Australia to typically the US or Europe, which is where the, the or Jamaica, which is where the majority of the, the parties are or, or um, you know, sex positive resorts are are all in those locations. So, you know, I'm going to say if you're looking from Australia or from Asia to go up to Mexico to go to Mexico or to any of the any of the other, look, I'm just going to say all of the the swinger positive resorts. You're looking at investing probably fifteen to twenty grand. You can do it cheaper, but you I can. understand where you're going with that. Yeah, but that's but that's. I'm, I'm giving a, a, a midline value. You can spend a lot more than that. You can spend a lot less than that. Mm-hmm. But it really depends on, um, you know, you, again, you're going to travel up there. You're going to not just spend one week at, at the resort. You might stay there for two weeks or you might choose to have a week holiday, one end or whatever. So it can get very expensive. Uh, just try to be smart. Like like she said, do it early. Oh, and, and also just do it. Do whatever you do within the lifestyle is to your, to your budget. Yes, of course. And I would also just want to say don't – probably you want to balance those things out too. Like for us, you know, we want to have dates with each other mm. out as well as dates with other couples out. Mm. If you're spending all of your money doing just dates with other couples, maybe you're not really looking after your relationship. At some point, yeah, you, you do need to – and a date – I'm not saying go out to dinner every time you have a date. A date may just simply be – A picnic. A picnic. It might be actually even as something as simple as a bag of chips in front of your favourite movie. Mm-hmm. Right. It really depends on what you want. Last question of the night: How much time do you spend in either researching new playmates, or clubs, or events, or correspondence with others? Okay, this is a really good question. Did you add this question? Because I think no, we, this no? is actually okay. also from from Mr. From Mr. T. T. Okay, so um, I'm going to say C spends a lot less time than I do, but that's changed. It I has, used to spend more time. You did. But now I spend the majority of the time dealing with... How many hours a week do you think? I would say that I would spend... I'm going to say probably eight hours a week. Is that just on... I mean, that's got nothing to do with swinging down under. But uh, is that just on... That's So now keep in, keep in mind, we're on the upward curve here of, of meeting people as well. So I'm on... We're on multiple sites. We're on multiple... Um, platforms in terms of you know apps and things like that so i'm juggling a lot of things trying to meet trying to identify a lot of people additionally you know we've got some really good friends we've met through the lifestyle and if we want to include those guys as well you know which which i would we spend sometimes hours talking to them Mm. via skype or via text or whatever you know in some cases we're having multiple text conversations with with multiple couples and both of us are sitting there doing that, you know. Um, but we, you know, we enjoy that stuff as well. None of this is a burden. I think it's probably the most important part to take away from this. But I would say we probably invest eight hours into. I would invest eight hours into finding new vetting. people, vetting, um, talking to friends, culling, talking to friends, uh, 
actually dating. Well, no, I mean, dating's on top of that. You know, I would say we, again, because most of the time you catch up for a date, you're going to spend three or four hours with somebody probably. So, you know, it's, yeah, there, there is an investment in time. But again, this is probably stepping right back to the one of the very first questions. We um we didn't ever think that this would become such a huge part of our life, but it has, and it has because of the people. Hmm. Good answer. You know, we there are there are people in our um in our circle now, swinger friends, swinger couples, who I can honestly put my hand up and say that I love those guys. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that that's any form of polyamory at all. It's just more that. We're invested in your life is enriched by the fact by the, that they're by in the it. fact that they're around. So, so um, when you you have to, there's a lot of chaff. Please understand, you do a lot of digging through chaff to find the um, find the good seeds. But when you find them, they make it all worthwhile. Yeah, that's a good answer, actually. Um, before we go, if I if I can indulge for mm-hmm. just a minute, I just want to talk about the community. Go. I, I've said go a lot tonight. Have you? Yeah. I, okay. It's like my fourth time. <laughs> and break. <laughs> um, there are, you know, for anyone out there who's either in the lifestyle, thinking about joining it, fairly new in it, um, is maybe just interested in, in learning about it. Maybe you don't even want to be part of it, but you're listening to this podcast because you want to learn something new in your life. Um, mm. There are many different facets of the lifestyle and there are many different people within the lifestyle there are some people that are in the lifestyle and, you know, the couples go off and have sex with whomever, whenever, and they're nameless, faceless people. There's couples that only play together. There's couples that play together only in the same room. There's there's business people. And, and I, by I mean, I mean, there's people making money out of this. There's people who, who do this for fun. Um, there's, again, it's a pure cross-section. Everything you understand of everyday life there is a cross-section of those people in swinging. Mm-hmm. And then there's, I mean, our subset of the lifestyle or what we perceive ourselves to be is that socio-sexual swinger where we enjoy meeting people that we are going to have a connection with. It's not polyamory. Um, it's just that we really enjoy meeting and spending time with these people. And then if we get to play with them, awesome. Yeah, long-term relation, long-term friendships that um, potentially we play with yeah and so that's i mean i just wanted i just wanted to throw that out there so anyone thinking about joining i would say that it is a very inclusive community you can just be someone who wants to come in have sex blindfolded with an orgy not know anyone's name and just you know add another little you know notch to your notepad um or you may be people that are like us and they Mm. want to enjoy everyone's company and just form that next level relationship but also at the same time yes we do have crazy hot sex with people yeah we We really really do and it is an inclusive community so i just want to throw that out there that i know i sound like i'm you know all love and daisies but (laughs) everyone is different and can we just a unicorn just ran up the rainbow yeah You know, just I think we just we need to be accepting of everyone. Yeah, absolutely. A- acceptance, acceptance of of everyone. You know, there's uh, so many different aspects to this lifestyle, and that's what keeps it interesting. I think certainly for me is some of the people we've met along the way who are, you know, I would have considered so left of field from what I'm used to. You know, in my sexual life or even in my um, my friendship base. 
they're so left to field and then all of a sudden you know you get you get to meet these people you get to hear their opinions they may not have the same opinions as you but you get to understand them and then all of a sudden it's like well actually i really like this person even though they have totally different opinions and, and you learn something and, new yeah. i mean we the first, i remember the first time we met a polyamory couple and we were like wait what yeah like, how does us. that even work like how does that work yeah. tell us everything <laughs> sit down shut up just talk to us yeah. Um, and then the first time we met another couple that were like, yep, yeah, we barely get names. We never sleep with the same people twice. And we've slept yeah. with over 400 people in yeah. the last year. And you're like, wow. Yeah. And I mean, again. Different. We, yeah, very different. We we would have thought that, that that initially, I think coming into this, we would have initially thought, well, that's we're not okay with that. But the amazing thing is, is because it's such a broad spread in swinging, you very quickly realize, well, actually, look, we accept everybody's it. into their own thing. Whatever prob- floats your boat. We're probably not going to sleep with those people, but... Well, yeah, maybe not. Maybe we will because maybe we like them. It just yeah. it comes down to the individual. Yeah. So that's what I just wanted to, to close with. It is an accepting community and, and it is what we make it. And we are the people that make it that way. So everybody out there listening... Next time you meet someone and you think, God, oh, that's a little bit different to the way that I do things. Ask some questions about Ask it. Ask some questions, learn a little bit, yeah. make a friend and, and just accept them for who they are. Or just educate yourself and realize that it's not something you're into. Yep. Either or, you know. Uh, yeah. That's, I think, is a good point for us to sign off. It is. It yep. is. So thanks so everyone for listening. Hopefully we've managed to answer the questions to the best of our ability. Um Thanks for hanging in there. Yeah, and certainly before we do sign off, I'd like to say anybody out there, if you've got any questions, queries about any aspect of the lifestyle, uh, you know, we're we're happy to lend an ear. We may not be the experts in the field, but we're happy to lend an ear. Hmm. We're happy to give you a response that we believe is reasonably balanced. Or share our stories. Or share our stories. Because that's all we're doing. I mean, you know, even talking to, to Wine and Fun Times and Sexy Married Secrets on Twitter you know, we're just sharing a little bit about who we are and what we've experienced, rightly or wrongly. That's just the what we've been through. Yep, absolutely. And everyone's different, and that's the beautiful thing about it. Oh. <sighs> I know. I'm just wiping my eyes. Hey, darling. Yeah, I'm that's totally, so sweet. I know. <laughs> okay. Thanks, everyone. And this is C. And this is D. And this is Swinging Down Under. <laughs>